Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by StreamJoy, makers of StreamJoy, or you can do their slogan, which is better, sound better, play better. So check out StreamJoy.com, they've got some awesome strings that are just fantastic, you can get totally crazy sets. I saw Scott commented on one guy who wanted to do like a baritone guitar, and he was just like, yeah, I guess some StreamJoy strings, and he gave his entire measurement. I feel like we could like judge a person and be like, all right, what strings do you get? We, I think we already do that. I live in the 9.5 world where people can't really make fun of me for playing lighter strings, but I get to play lighter strings. I've got, I want to say, four different sets on different guitars right now <laughs> because I'm just so freaking extra. Uh, no, so like you were talking about, like, um, Scott helped me pick out for my Schecter because um, I wasn't using it anymore. And I was like, you know, I could use a baritone around here. Uh, so I tuned that thing B to B and I think I'm like, what is it? 13 and a half down to like a 60 or something like that. So you could totally start playing in a stained cover band. Yeah, it's been a while since I last did that. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, check them out. Uh, balance tension was sort of their initial thing, which I mostly play. Uh, I think I'm trying to think are any of my sets not balanced, but um, they have more traditional tension sets too with the, the uh, Broadway series. Um, and then there's the whole custom shop. So you name it, they'll make it. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm going to order like a, I want one that's like so big. It's kind of like the telephone wires, like not the ones in your house, but like the ones outside power lines and all that. Uninsulated that's- too. Just, just straight up aught gauge yeah cable. As, soon, as soon as you plug it in it's just nasty hum <laughs> just put a put a fuzz put that into a fuzz and you've created like the box of bees band then your tone knob is whatever radio station you're getting heck yeah like a 93.3 flz have you ever had a piece yes. of equipment pick up radio stations oh yeah all the time i used to play at a church that had horrible well number one i live in an older house that is not grounded well or mm. I, maybe not at all. I don't know. And then I used to play at a church that had horrible wiring. Actually, every church I've played at pretty much has had horrible wiring. And every once in a while, you just hear like either Hellfire and Brimstone preaching from AM radio or like Mexican soccer or Mexican football. It, it was great. But yeah. Wait, where, where were we at? Yeah, String Joy. You can listen to Mexican radio. Okay. <laughs> so what's new with you, Scott? Uh, so I got some parts in last week and uh, I tried to make a live stream of something that somehow did not, <laughs> Facebook did not want to keep an hour and a half or however long that was of me building a pedal. But um, uh, yeah, so I got the PCBs in for uh, sort of, I guess this is round three of my attempt at making a buffered split in my uh, pedal board that's isolated. Um, so I got that all built up now and it's on my board and it's awesome and it's quiet and I love it. Um, the only other thing I got is I, 
I forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago, but I did get the box of parts. No, if you didn't, if you if you didn't announce it right away, it doesn't count. Oh, okay. So sorry, you did not actually receive that. Okay. Well, sorry. No, no. So you got the box of parts. Like John Cusack is doing a really cool thing where he actually built a pedal out of it and he is selling it. What is it? The Cusack Boutique or something, but he spells boutique funny. Yeah, he's doing He made a fuzz out of it. Um, And then he is selling it, I think, for a fundraiser. I think he's going to give the money to the Park Theater, which is that local theater in Holland that he's always trying to. Yeah, he actually did the Park Theater reverb and all the proceeds have gone to the Park Theater. And that's what this is doing, too. So that's pretty awesome. I'm uh, I actually have easy EDA open and I inventoried all the parts. I want to do something a little different just because he did his. and I want to copy him. Um, I got all the same parts he did, though. So um, I'm looking at it right now, seeing if I can realistically build a tube screamer out of it. The blandest of all personalities, the tube screamer. Well, or something of that ilk, because he gave me an op amp and two transistors. So I think I could, I could either do, I think I could do a fuzz face. I think I could do a bunch of different things. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play around with it, look at some other similar designs, see where, it, see what comes about. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How about you, man? You got anything new in your world? Um, I got some. So I got. I did a trade a while back and it was one of those like long-term trade things where it takes a minute and I almost forgot about it. Um, so I had the alter ego X four and I traded that to Andrew from is that, say Fox Cairo, Chiro. Fox Cairo and the get offset podcast. Yeah. Yes. That podcast as well. And we actually, uh, he made some pedal toppers for me and gave and. Uh, it was an analog man modded DD five. So we were sitting there talking around and being me, I had to do something goofy. So my, I have the Dunlop mini wah. I was like, what's a small wah. I was like, oh, how about a chihuahua? So it's got a little chihuahua on it and it is called the chihuahua. And then I also got on the DD five. It's just, it's the, um, expect delays road sign. And that's my little, grip tape on that nice he's been uh he's been promoting that a bit too yeah yeah he said that he was cracking up i'm actually surprised like enough people laughed kind of at the chihuahua thing i figured people would be like that's the dumbest thing ever and maybe that's why they are laughing at it like i I posted it yesterday well about 24 hours ago on pedal wars of doom and that's one of those places like you've usually it's hard to get traction i have 152 reactions on it that's pretty good yeah i was like okie dokie but yeah um i'm next i'm probably gonna send him my bbe benoit and i've got to think of something i'm gonna put on it maybe ben stiller is tony perkis just put his face on there so it's still a benoit i think you just need a french guy with a tiny mustache benoit too much or i can or i can do obi-wan kenobi and that's my old benoit oh yeah that would work so I'm trying to figure out which is the best play on that. So I think, or Ben Affleck, just a picture of Ben Affleck. That that, that would never hurt. I love Ben Affleck though. Um, you white, but, you Ben Affleck. 
Oh my gosh, that was great. What was that? Role models? Yeah, it's probably and Ben one. Affleck. <laughs> yeah, you white? You Ben Affleck? I'm like, he's right. You are white. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, but yeah, and then uh, new. I also played a gig this week. It, was, it went really well. Um, and I actually booked another gig with this place sometime next month. I really don't want to book a lot of stuff because with being in training at my new job, I uh, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. So you also have no idea how much like your job's going to wear you out right now. Well, I have a good idea, but honestly, playing like doing the gig isn't really uh, that tiring. It's my voice is still. I mean, I did three hours straight. I didn't even take a break because right when I was about to take a break is when the most people were there. I was just like, yeah, I'm not stopping. So, but it was a little, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Had uh, some people there. It was a Mexican restaurant, and had some people there celebrating birthdays and. My first request was to play Happy Birthday. <laughs> and uh Are you allowed then, to play Happy Birthday yet? Isn't wasn't that like the thing for a while? Like restaurants wouldn't do that. I don't know, why not? I don't know, but just What what is going on in Chicago that you're not allowed to sing Happy Birthday? No, that's why like, they, like you went to like every restaurant and like they'd make their own like stupid birthday song. You're the one who oh, used to the, hang out at Bennigan's. Oh yeah, we still sing Happy Birthday if someone requ- I mean the person requested it. Okay, I'm I'm just dumb. Yeah, and when they sing Happy Birthday, they just sing it the normal way. But uh, yeah, no. But then the other birthday party bought me some tequila shots. That was nice. Nice. Um. All right, let's move on to gear news. So why don't you tell us about this uh first item here? Because it was funny though in our group chat. He's like, Diaz won't be interested in this all at all, and I actually am. It's really cool. I I think you're just interested in it because I said you wouldn't be, and you're just trying to spite me. No, no, it actually. You, you, all right, so you'd say what it is, and I'll tell you what interests me in it. All right, so this is the Daisy, which is a new uh, chipset, ARM-based chipset for audio processing that is being kickstarted right now. Think a la Arduino. Mm-hmm something comparable to that where it is just a it, it's just a he, uh, processor and headers with a usb cord on it um, starts at 29 dollars, so it's a little pricier than some arduino options out there in the world but um realistically that might come down in price over time um and there's a various levels of kickstarters that are available that i think this is where diaz gets interested yes um, this is a big thing yeah, so it starts at $29, moves up to $79 where it gets to a breakout board where you have knobs and jacks already on it. So it's just like a shield that you just plug the thing into. Then we hit at $300 the pedal, which has the development board on the ex- external side of the enclosure, but it is a full enclosure for um, for the for the unit including yeah. things like an SD card, four sw- foot switches, six knobs, three toggle switches. So you can program away at that thing pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Then there's a Euro board module at 329 and then a desktop synthesizer around 399 and then you you can get the whole kit and caboodle for 999. All right, so Diaz, where where does this catch your fancy? Okay, so this is so I watched I actually watched the video where they were explaining things. And this is really cool 
in my opinion, because um, it takes a whole bunch of, you can program it with a lot of different languages, which I'm not any sort of coder or anything like that. But the th reason why that seems really cool is because um, I could start learning different ways to program. And then the thing it said, you can even teach a child to program this. And at that point I was like, okay, maybe this is my skill level. <laughs> and um, it just seems really cool because number one, <clears throat> if it's coding and all this, there's a lot of stuff that could be easy, like copy and paste. And I'm sure if it really picks up and, and builds a uh, good, like online networking, you'll be able to share that with people. Mm -hmm. And I do like the fact of, so you've got like this one where you can put it on a bread. I, I think all of them, you can take it out and put on a breadboard, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's I was making sure that I understood that correctly. That's really cool because I've always wanted to learn breadboarding and it seems like this gives you a good brain to start with and to kind of work and kind of learn things. So it seems like it would be a great, tool to start learning things on because the problem is, is whenever you see a lot of this stuff it seems very complicated and you're already in this high level of stuff like i mean kind of in like you know people who've done engineering before stuff like that this seems like it number one that it brings for people like me who've always been interested in this stuff and brings it to our level and our ability to kind of mess around with this stuff and it's delays, reverbs, stuff like that. And it's just very, I don't know, it seems very interesting. And the fact that they have the guitar pedal way, like you can do it in the guitar pedal is really cool because you can just, you can take it with you very easily. You can mess with stuff, you can program stuff, and then you can take it and actually use it like in a gig or anything like that. That's, that's why it's interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with probably the the most unique thing that, about this pedal or with this platform is how it takes so many different languages or yeah. is willing to accept them. So um, that's a pretty interesting one. And as you mentioned, yeah, we'll see what's out there in terms of what people create and then what you can kind of grab from that. Um, it the biggest one that makes it easy is probably Max MSP, just because that's already a pretty established language that's out there mm -hmm. um and a lot of people are, are already dinking around with that so like i didn't take this course but there was an independent study when i was in school where everyone creates uh does max msp programming and creates their own instrument and so there's mm -hmm. various things that people are doing like one guy took a, a nintendo wii controller and used that to create his own instrument essentially yeah and so we had the concert of weird noises um Python is probably the best language of all there, all those to learn. Arduino, Faust has its own C++ library. So um, without getting more nerdy than what we've already done, I think this is a, an interesting platform. I'd love to see this take off. I would mm -hmm. love to see something along the $50 to $60 price point um, in this lineup that is just that it's a breadboard and loose components yeah but um the reality is since this is all digital programming i think the the pod at 79 is probably what you're looking for diaz in mm. terms of i want to make my own thing because then it's all there already you don't have to solder anything um right. 
and you don't really need to mess around with the breadboard that much since pretty much everything is already on board. You're not building analog circuits with this. Yeah. No, it's just really cool. I mean, I just think it's interesting and it's making uh, the stuff that people are intrigued by, it's uh, making it more accessible and more usable. Yeah, it, it definitely gives people a place to start. I'm curious. Now, here, here's the fun part to kind of figure out. So at $29, uh, mm-hmm. plus all the I.O. in a box, realistically, could this become the new shark or something like that? I mean, you could realistically manufacture pedals at, let's call it 60 or 70 bucks with this as its basis. But um, I'm curious to see if that's where this winds up going. Where it starts yeah. disrupting the spin and the shark chips that are popular right now. I have no idea. No, yeah, you went too nerdy for me. You went lost too far. Me. Went too far. All right. Yeah. Are there any sharks involved in this? That's what I heard. I was curious about the sharks. Yeah, situation. they're going to have to fight off the jets. I don't get that either. It's a West Side Story joke. Yeah, now I get it, but like I never watched the West Side Story. Hmm is that bad i don't think i've ever actually seen it okay i was just like i was like the sharks are not like the jets are nfl i was like i don't then i was like there's this movie any given sunday and i think there were sharks in that yeah uh sharks are a hockey team yeah i knew that also the jets are a hockey team so there we go are they both nhl no yeah winnipeg jets Oh, I thought we were talking about teams that matter. <laughs> we're bringing up the San Jose Sharks. Okay, no. <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. That's not, I don't think that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I'm looking it up. Let's see who they're playing. Are they playing? Oh my gosh, wait, hold on, hold on. I know those are whales. Hold on. Is that a shark? What is that? Sorry, I'm. What are you trying to figure out? If the sharks are playing the jets. <laughs> no, sorry. No, I just want to know. Sharks versus jets. Uh, yeah, they already played them this year. Who won? The sharks won. All right. All right so the, the jets won November 1st, 2019. The jets then won again November 27th, 2019. But on Valentine's Day, the sharks had a romantic victory. Bam. All right, let's move on that's, to the next That's thing. NHL corner of the effects loop. Yeah, and then the ducks flew together. All right, so next we've got Berenge. Quack. 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 Who, weren't we in the group quacking for some reason? Yeah, we, uh, we had a long... I think it was like oh, someone was said something about Iceland, and then that's where... Oh, we're yeah, I, I went... Yeah, <laughs> I hated on Iceland. <laughs> no, I think we... I said... I think I pretty much went like a Austin Powers. I was like, I hate everyone except, or I I uh, can't say people who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and <laughs> and Icelanders. That's, I can't stand them, they, but they deserved it. The dentist, no, he went for the knee. He was just a bad person. All right, so Behringer makes a free daw. Are they making a free daw? Um, ugh, Behringer better do something to get people n- not pissed off at him anymore. Yeah, they, was last week all the drama? Did we talk about that? I don't think we talked about it. Uh, the cork sniffer pedal, which um, kind of had anti-Semitic 
undertones um well he made he made a pedal with a guy with a giant nose on it which which is was named after a guy who is of jewish ancestry so that is that's not a subtle one that's out there that's a a pretty typical one well yeah when i say pretty typical i mean a, a common slur not uh Oh, oh, completely. Yeah. Um, but in one of the things, like, I understand the comedy tie-in because, like, they're saying that he thinks, you know, the term cork sniffer mm-hmm. is a common phrase talking about someone who thinks that they're either better than someone else or they think highly of themselves. Um, and I understand that they were, like, saying that about this guy. But th- either they were really, really stupid and didn't, like, put two and two together or they thought that we were really stupid and wouldn't connect those dots or or it's it's a joke between friends and i don't know no they've got a right because didn't the 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 current guy didn't say anything the listen from what i understand though was there's already been some drama between him and Mm. behringer because behringer actually like bought the trademark to his name a while ago yeah right which is i mean i don't know it's just something else but let's move on to behringer trying to make everything right so uh the music company or their parent company music tribe um kind of pushed this out or is the one doing this and didn't they also just do a who just did the free marketplace thing was that Behringer as I well? I think they. I think that's them as well. I think they're music, trying to position themselves as a, a sort of a central hub and a central brand, um, in in the marketplace. Um, I mean, creating a free DAW is actually a pretty big deal because yeah, if it, I mean, there are free DAWs on the marketplace right now, so it really depends how feature loaded it is and where it goes. Because I think there's a free version of Pro Tools, and there's a free version of ableton and there's a free version you know i think you you're able to get reaper for free too if or you oh yeah i've been it evaluating it i've been evaluating it for like three years now yeah so there's tons of different it's a crowded it's a crowded marketplace we'll see how feature rich it gets because the free versions are always super limited so it's just yeah. a question of like what does this give you i think the big thing is 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 definitely um if they're able to come up with a great DAW that is very easy to use because that's one of the things with Behringer is like look at the X line yeah the X32 X16 everything Mm -hmm. they they have a lot of features that you can dig deep but they're simple to use if you want to use the simple features and that's one of the problems and the hard parts with some of the free DAWs is like you said number one they're limited and number two they can be uh, tougher to learn they can have a hard learning curve um, I mean, I've got Reaper, which is kind of, I mean, it's still pretty simple, but the user interface on it is actually, it's not great. It uses a lot of symbols over here and it's easy to jack it up. But I mean, honestly, what they need to come out, what someone needs to come out with is something kind of like GarageBand meets, like, kind of like GarageBand, but a more, um, I'm trying to, like, but a better quality DAW. Because GarageBand is, great for simplistic stuff because it's very user intuitive yeah and my, some of these my ones gripe are not. with uh my gripe with uh 
GarageBand right. is it's it's difficult for me as soon as I want to do anything advanced or like right. dial into plugins or I want to you know that kind of stuff. Whereas they should like, have like easy mode. Yeah, well that's that's what GarageBand is is you open it up right. and you want to record a track for a minute and lay something down. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, right. But when you want to get into more complex stuff that I want to do, um, I prefer. I prefer to use a full-fledged DAW, but that's, again, me, because that's how mm -hmm. I learned, was on um, Motu's uh, Digital Performer. And so when I switched over to Pro Tools, it was pretty intuitive because both those programs are very similarly laid out. Whereas, yeah. like, even, like, when I launched Logic, um, I've been playing around with that, um, it launches into easy mode, and I'm, like, frustrated because I'm like, no, 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 don't make that decision for me. So, it, who knows? And I'm over here like, oh, it made it for me. Great. <laughs> yeah. So it just depends on the user and what they need and those modes. I know, I mean, Ableton is like a completely different thought process when you use it. That's more like synth laid out. Um, so I could see that more yeah. of a competitive, uh, more competitive. Com I, yeah, I'm an idiot. No, welcome. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Making up words. That's fun. Yeah, it's a more competitive it? product. So we'll see what it winds up being. It's supposed to be out pretty soon. So we should yeah. start seeing like demos and stuff before it comes out right yeah I hopefully it's real competitive with other people mm -hmm. um <laughs> are you ready to move on to the next thing awkward silence even awkward or silence so ernie ball has released the oh my gosh <laughs> I was like, I was like, is he messing with me or did he cut out? I was checking my internet connection really quick. The website wasn't loading. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so had the website on. open, you know, like an hour ago when we said we were going to start this podcast. It, well, someone took a nap, so <laughs> all your I fault. did. I, it's all your fault, I, John. I got day drunk and took a nap. It was great. Whereas <sighs> I like laid on the couch for half the day with a headache because... I might be sick. I don't really know. Have you uh, drank some hand sanitizer to get rid of the coronavirus? No, but uh, I kid you not. My therapist on Monday told me that, you know, maybe you should just drink at night and get a buzz on once in a while. Literally told me that. Do you? I need to give him a call. He's <laughs> covered by Edna. Just, no, uh, just. <laughs> the, the therapist said, I have to drink at night. I don't think he said no. I have to. <laughs> no, well, we we talked about yeah. like basically I don't drink ever. So um, he's like, yeah. yeah, just have a drink and cut loose once in a while. Just relax. Get, drink a glass of wine. Yeah. All right, because uh, that's what I had. I had a bottle of wine today, not a glass. By, um, and by bottle, you mean box? No, 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 no. I actually had a bottle, but it was I couldn't drink a box in one day. It'd be horrible. That would be a bad day. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it would be good for a minute. Okay, so Let's flat ribbon in. patch cables, Ernie Ernie Ball. Um, so this has been like a real big thing. These flat ribbon patch cables, people have been freaking out about them. I so I want to say Rockboard. Are they been... the ones with the lightning bolts? I think so. The gold ones. Yeah, um, those are the first ones I remember seeing. The ones with the gold lightning bolts. Yeah, so there's a few companies that are now doing a flat cable. 
So that's, um, that's unique. And the other fun part is these connectors are super, super tiny. Um, I, it makes me ner- makes me nervous. Um, and I'll tell you why. And it's, it has nothing to do with any sort of science or anything like that. Um, anytime I have a phone charger that's flat, it does not last as long as a phone charger that's round. So I'm connecting those two in my head. That can make some sense. All right, translate that for me, Scott. Get your engineering brain out and let's get it computed. Uh, long story short, there's ways that a flat connector can get more strain on it because of its shape. I feel like you'd be more tempted to bend it at a sharper angle and that would probably cause connectivity issues and and uh, uh, strength issues. I'm guessing it's, I don't know how the cable goes inside. I'm guessing it reminds me of like, maybe like a cat five style. Uh, and, so you think it's shielded, but has um, like a few different leads all in one? Yes. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. I don't Probably. know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. So, I mean, that's part of the, half? this is the tricky part with these kind of things because, so there's a lot of patch cables on the market, right? And so you have sort of two varieties. You have, you have the coax, the, the instrument cable, standard coax instrument right. cable, right? Um, and then you have the tiny coax have historically been the two things that are on the market. And so a lot of like the solder, solderless connectors that everyone fell in love with are using the tiny coaxes. Yeah. Um, and this is, I, I can't see this being coax uh, in the flat format, just A, from size reasons and B, from functionality. Uh, coax works because it's it's concentric circles. So um, I don't, I saw, it, it makes me wonder, is this just like two cables? in a shield in in a flat connection or is it like I, i'm really curious how the copper inside these things work but um i want to know i want to know but the other fun part about it is so you get into these things about like all right everyone obsessive over uh, obsesses over the capacitance of cables right yes. um and over a long you know line of cable that equals high-end loss and blah 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 but once you go downstream above buffer, your cables just stop mattering as much. And so on a pedal board, do you really need to obsess as much? I mean, you need a buffer in your pedal board if these weren't a um, more standard kind of cable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the first one that I remember seeing is the the brand EBS. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Um, but it looks like the Rockboard ones actually have a round cable. Oh, really? That's what it looks like in the picture. Hmm. So I have a flat MIDI cable, and I'm trying to remember what I used. Oh, no, it is kind of flat. Hold on. No, it is flat. It's thicker, though. Yeah, so Rockboard's MIDI cable's flat. That's the one I have uh, from them. Um, the The other thing about a lot of these other ones, though, are they're molded plastic connectors. Um, yeah. Versus this new Ernie Ball one is a metal connector. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it has those seams on the side. I thought maybe it was plastic just painted silver. No. I mean, the the annoying part is I don't think it's screwed together. I think it's press fit together. So it's not like you're going to be able it to mod these fit. afterwards. 
or repair them still. But that does give you a little bit more... I, I would trust the strain relief in a metal enclosure more than I would a plastic one. I want to know. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. Maybe I'll swing by Guitar Center and pick some up at one point. Yeah, so I was at CME the other day and they didn't have them on display, but I wanted to check them out because I, I think I sent this to you like a week ago. Yes. Be like, hey, this is cool. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, pricing-wise, crap, I am on the British site. Where did, the, did, did you ever see where these? Uh... No, I did not look for a price. I'm actually looking up something else that we need to talk about really quick. Fine. Ernie Ball flat patch cables. Um, three pack is sitting around twenty two dollars. It's not horrible. So they're not going to be as cheap as like Hosa's. Um, and Guitar Center doesn't have them until mid April. I can't here. I can't find it. What I want to show you, I'm going to go tag you in something. Well, and so for comparison, a single EBS is between uh eight and eleven dollars just for comparison so they are actually on par from what i'm seeing with uh the competition yeah are you tagging me in something do i need to go look at this yeah go look at that and we'll uh move on to the next thing so supro has we talked about these before um that they had the uh blues kings which were the really nice black looking uh champ style and they've got a um blues king 10 out now that actually has a i think the other ones had a boost in a drive and love this one also has a built-in spring reverb but these are these are still really cool so they've got a 12 a 10 and an 8 inch on the line now i think when they came out they only had the 12 i think 10 it First off, I'm a big fan of 10-inch speakers. Um, They offer the right amount of... uh, It's lighter. It still gives you a good good range, so it's good punch. So I'm I'm a fan. Um, I mean, you're talking an all-tube circuit here. So it's got a 12x7 in the front end and a 6v6 in the back for 5 watts. So think uh, Fender Champ. It's a Class A amp. So yeah, I would think Fender Champ-ish kind of tones is that is that a fair comparison yeah it's got the same and it's got the same design you know how most places they're gonna go and try to make it look at look like what they're copying but not too much mm-hmm. it's got that the speaker baffle in the front um and uh i don't know it seems seems good i like the super amps i've never played one that i didn't like I just haven't really had a chance to play with them that much. I mean, amps are one of those things where it's just like, it's hard to give it a proper demo. And if you're not looking for something, you just really just set up a tone to play with the guitar where it sounds good enough for you. Like if you're at a shop. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. The The other good news is uh, these are not very expensive. So about $4.99. It's very affordable. I mean, I don't think... Does Fender even make anything in that price point yet? I guess maybe one of the... the. It's not called a blues driver. What are they called? 
the blues breaker blues breaker series base breaker base breaker base breaker series i think might hit in that yeah um i mean the other fun part is these things are going to hit probably what 300 350 used oh yeah wait for the stupid deal of the day actually you know you don't see super amps on the stupid deal of the day that much no you, you there was one you, trying to remember usually, which one it was but it's usually the guitars or pigtronics pedals <laughs> but uh for comparison the five watt 10 inch the five uh from their other series hits around the thousand dollar point too so this just really is a great deal yeah all right you ready to move on to the next thing because every time i just go without talking to you you like bring it back yeah fine fine all right so really quick i wanted to talk um way huge did something really cool today so they took their saucy box and they changed the outside to actually be like a chalkboard material so you can actually write your own logo on there and do, and color your own pedal the only thing that I would wonder is how to clean it really well. Maybe use a damp rag, but not too damp. Uh, I mean, if it's chalkboard, yeah, just a damp rag. But don't get it too wet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's an electronic device with power. Yeah. So just be careful out there, guys. I really want this. Maybe they should have used uh, some rubber washers on the on the knobs and stuff so it'd be water resistant maybe i don't think they were thinking that far ahead but yeah looks cool is there a price premium on those for the the chalkboard finish i don't know i can't find anyone who has it listed for sale yet they posted all these people but no one's got it on their sites yet Mm. i mean the other really cool thing about the a chalkboard finish it means you can mark your settings yeah that's true let's see it's supposed to be at cme did they get leaked a day early is that what's going on well they posted it i mean that's just how it is i don't know let's see shop exclusive i wouldn't be there i don't know i'm just arrived let's see if it's on the just arrived section effects Uh, oh, Mr. Black's. Oh, this is reverb stuff too. Oh, uh, maybe that, this is just their used stuff on reverb. Um, oh, they got the Stormtrooper White uh, HX Stomp on there. Nice. Ooh, the the Tysco Overdrive, the new Golden Overdrive, is on there. Oh, they had all those in their display cases. So I was I was there last Thursday. Look, at, uh, another cool thing, by the way. Um, and Guitar Center needs to pick up on this. That CME does. Um, so CME does amp rooms. So there's no real on amps on the floor. There's just a bunch of couches and stuff. So you can go around and you can pick up stuff. But generally, it's a pretty quiet store. Yeah. Um, they now have aux boxes and Waza amp expanders set up throughout huh? the store now, too. So you can plug into a match list and grab out whatever you want and just kind of plug in and play by yourself. Well, CME is kind of more of a higher end store than most guitar centers. Guitar centers are playing towards the uh, quick and fast sales, I'd say. Yeah, I just I wish more places would start adopting more of this. I'll, I'll call it the NAM setup, but yeah, I know what you're talking about for sure. 
Uh, I, I think it's pretty awesome because it lets you sit there and, and grab three or four guitars and play with a bunch of them and put them back and they sound great with an aux box but i mean that's a that was a matchless into an aux box that was a three grand rig um yeah so it it's not but it would be great like just like a boss katanas or something you know just something good enough yeah more stores should do that oh yeah that'd be great because then you don't get i don't know if you get this like when you're in a guitar store and suddenly you can't play guitar anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry. That's my bedtime. I'm getting sleepy. All right, let's move on. We've got a bunch of random topics again. And I love All the random care of Jason Fuzzmonger. All right. This is a, this episode is brought to you by Jason. All right. Best colors for gear. Black. I don't know. I'm a big fan of, uh, I love the uh, seafoam green. Hmm. Just in general, I've got my uh, Excelsior seafoam green. I've got cables. All my patch cables are the seafoam green. But for guitar wise, I don't know. I'd have to say black is a great color. So I'm I'm I've noticed. Well, Pelham, uh, yeah, Pelham, Pelham blue, blue is a great one. I I've noticed yeah. I've had a pattern now where I buy guitars in twos when it comes to colors um you're like the noah i don't know <laughs> i don't know world. how this keeps happening but yeah but I, I, I keep doing it subconsciously so my last two guitars i bought are green okay so, what color do you have to next purple I, I don't know um because i bought my strat and my jazz master back to back and those are sunburst with the torque guard um so those were twins and i was like all right well i guess i'm just gonna do sunburst and tort and then i broke that pattern um and so i have two natural guitars my uh my other strat and my bass are natural i bought those okay. kind of similar um yeah so i don't know i have a blue guitar that was my first guitar doesn't match anything um and back in the days when i was thinking about buying and I, I don't know where i sit on the equits wait list anymore but i was thinking of doing a pelham blue there so i don't know that'd be nice I love Pelham Blue. I do too. I just don't like Gibsons that much. Mm. Well, that's fine. You, you're allowed to be wrong. Um, I just I like longer scale guitars. That's just what it like. And Maple Necks. I mean, like if you you look, I even on a PRS, I went and got a CE because it's more my kind of feel and style of things I like. So instead of like yeah. a mahogany neck guitar, I just they're not my thing and it's okay. okay yeah that's fine um <laughs> okay, yeah all right which one sound best for which thing and why billy corgan was right about that all along oh do you remember when that came out where he was like different colors affect how guitars sound oh uh, this is still like yeah there's yeah, there is a it. fraction a very 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 small fraction of truth to that and how it can be um, well, that's that's because I'm guessing certain colors have certain densities and have certain. Um... Yeah, so it has nothing to do with the absolute color. It has to do with the um, the paint. Yeah, and it, what what it takes to make that color. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing density would, of the paint affects how much the wood, quote unquote, like breathes. Maybe. Uh, it. I would say it 
it could be damping on guitar's vibration. So if you have a thinner coat versus a thicker coat, you know, those kind of things. The thicker coat would be kind of a dampened, darkened sound, maybe. I don't know. I don't don't know. Billy Corgan needs to lay off the drums. I mean, like, I, I know, like, Candy Apple Red takes a couple different colors to actually make it happen on a car. Well, look at maybe like look at Sunburst as well. That's layered colors. Uh, sort of. Yeah. I mean, you mean sort of. It's it's it it's, it's it could be stains, but yeah. Oh my gosh. It could be colors. It could be stains. So I mean, it could be an external thing. It could be an internal thing. Like it just depends. That's that, at the end of the day. That's what it just depends how they make it. But realistically. It depends on the guitar. You can have 10 guitars in the same color yeah. lined up one by one and each one will sound different. That's why a lot of these artists, these big name artists that mm-hmm. have signature guitars go and play like 15 of them and they pick the one they like. Yeah, I remember uh, Mark Tremonti has a story where like a fan brought one of the Tremonti models up to him for, for him to sign and he was yeah. like, I actually like this better than any of mine. Can I trade you? And the fan yeah. is like, oh yeah, of course because like now he has one yeah. of Mark Tremonti's real guitars. And so he's happy, but, um, you know, there's things like that. And I love that I'm with the hockey references. I know there's, there's a video out there where like Sidney Crosby got like 30 sticks delivered to him mm-hmm. that are all realistically off the same assembly line. He yeah. takes them, he flexes all of them. He picks his top four and they, they went and weighed like all the sticks afterwards and like did a bunch of diagnostics on them. And they found like just by him picking it up and playing around with it for just a, a second in the locker room. He was able to dial into some property that their product line wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You're talking about a piece of wood here. And we're we're still using natural wood. If we had synthetic woods, it might be a different topic. Like, there might be more consistency. But you're, you're dealing with naturally grown materials here. Yeah. All right. If you eat it open faced, is it still a sandwich? I yes. think yes. I think it becomes its own thing. Because mm. now you ha- you don't you don't eat a, an open face sandwich like a sandwich. You use a knife and, and fork. Okay, but are you are you saying that the way in which you consume it changes its properties? Yeah, and so that's why a hot dog is still a sandwich because you can just pick it up and eat it. <sighs> yeah, you can still pick up and eat my dick, but doesn't make it a hot dog. No, you can't pick that uh, up. Yeah, it's too heavy. Uh, okay, well, we're going to stop before we get some people pissed off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just what we need. Let's start this whole bullcrap. Um, anywho. Is I would Italian say, sausage sandwich still a sandwich? But is an Italian sausage sandwich? Yeah. Uh, but, a, but a Frankfurter sausage sandwich not? So here's okay. uh so if you wanted yep. to if you want to divide hot dogs and sandwiches into two separate categories and sausages fall into the hot dog hot dog category. Um so but we have this it? thing here in Chicago called a combo where it's an Italian sausage or a Polish sausage with Italian beef all in a big bun together. So when you say Italian sausage sandwich for whatever reason that's where I go in my head. In which case I would say that's still a sandwich. I'm looking up a Frankfurter sandwich or frankfurter sausage sandwich and not the internet's not finding anything i think it's i think he's sorry the hot dog or spelt hot dog is a grilled or steamed sausage sandwich where the sausage is served and 
It's not a sandwich. By definition, it, it defined itself as a sandwich, DS. Yeah, okay. All right, moving on. Clean blend. Why, why or why not? Um, I think clean blend on compressors is okay. And that's a... I don't know. I'm not a big... I feel like clean blend is like one of those things like transparent overdrive where it's like you're just so on a clean blend is it saying that you're running your unaffected signal and your affected signal in parallel and you're just changing the uh, percentage in which you hear each one like what's that difference between that and like a like a level knob like how much like an effects depth kind of knob kind of thing yeah yeah um uh i think that's one of those things that depends on every pedal that you see in the world um but by definition clean blend should be unaffected um completely and so therefore it's like a completely parallel path whereas i think i think effects level that that can be done bunch of different ways so i think it's just one's a more formal definition of what they're doing um uh, I, i'm with you right off the bat with compressors should have clean blends i don't um i don't think overdrives really need it like i get i like, disagree i don't like it though i don't want to hear my unaffected tone i want to hear it completely affected and i can change the gain and you know the less gain kind of the less it sounds affected mm-hmm. but i just I've never liked it whenever you can hear pretty much like two signals coming out. I like, uh, I, cause that's on the sparkle drive. I was going to say, yeah, I want to say my Kalamazoo from love pedal does that too. Um, Mm. it has a glass knob. Um, I like that sound. Uh, and it, you get, you, you wind up not using a ton of it, but what's nice is it, it can give you some dynamics back because, uh, you know, your highs often in a lot of overdrive pedals just get so clipped yeah, that they just smooth out too much. And if you want a little more plain dynamic or you want like something. Chime. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like a good. I don't know. I'm not, I've never been a person that has a chimey overdrive. Usually whenever I, I like a nice saturated overdrive that has, you know, some of those highs curved out kind of the smoother sound. You're a blues breaker guy. I 100% am a blues breaker guy. Versus uh, I'm a Klon guy. Yeah, Klons suck in my opinion. I, you know, I think that's why I don't like Klons. Is that they're is too a charming. part of the reason why you don't like Klons. They're too bright. Yeah. I like that. Man, I want to print a tone again so bad. I miss it because I had like the perfect setting. Did the overdrive setting and everything. All my knobs, every single one of my knobs was at like 1.30, almost 2 o'clock. It was just the best sound ever. Yeah, because you're, you're you're pushing the app just a little bit with that. Yeah, and I used and I'd and I'd put some sort of overdrive. I'd stack an overdrive or have a boost in front of it to kind of kick it, and that was just oh, that's, that was one of my best tones. I should never have gotten rid of that pedal. That's one the one that got away. I mean, you still have a blues breaker though. I have the dually, but there was something about that Prince. Of T- it was probably also just that pedal. I could probably get another one and. Did you run it at 18 volts? No. Because I I ran my Prince of Tone at 18 volts, and I really liked it there. 
yeah um, it's too shiny for me and when Whenever i you... uh yeah again i like that higher headroom um right. my king of tone i've been running at nine i tried it at 18 and didn't love it maybe you go to 12 maybe i usually ran mine at 12 or 9 my prince of tone all right maybe i got some maybe i got some things to do Again, another reason why you probably don't like a Klon again is Klon is actually an 18 volt pedal. It yeah, because it, it uses an internal yeah doubler. Yeah, I I don't know. I yeah, I've never. I don't like that chimey sound. And I think it's the it's also the way in which I set up my tone. Um, my clean tone is usually uh, kind of bright and chimey, and. Um, and I think that's where I use my overdrives to bring it back down. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been I've been going brighter and brighter and brighter. Um, and when we uh, played at uh, Summer Nam a few years ago, my rig was pretty dark. Amp. Yeah, yeah, you ran your amp pretty dark, and I guess you got. I we probably got close to the same sound. We just went the opposite way. Well, at the time, I was also using a Jazzmaster like full bore. Oh yeah. So I had a super bright guitar. Um, so I've been, I've been trying to actually practice at home with my tone knob rolled back just a hair. Cause like, I know once I get in a mix, I need to be brighter. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm also just, yeah, that's a discussion for another day about how I'm sitting in the mix with my church and all that fun junk. Um, it's like they have like another overdrive on my pedal at the board uh, on my sound at the board it's like my yeah. in-ears don't pick it up but like i go to live stream i'm like why is this distorted this was clean yeah. you know like those kind of things and it's just like why are you screwing with my tone and then why are you making that decision and not talking to me you know those kind of you know like you want more crunch out of my tone tell me you know that kind of yeah you're one of those guitar players <laughs> yeah i'm one of those people that don't like you editing my work later and not telling me why uh all right i'm editing this episode I'm no you're not <laughs> i'm just gonna chop up stuff and make you say things you didn't actually say um i don't know we right, got into anti-semitism on this trip on this cast i do not want you editing anything oh my gosh um which we did not defend anti-semitism just in case for some reason you missed that part of the episode like you went to the bathroom and came back it's bad okay <laughs> what i said it's bad okay okay um all right acoustic amp or pa wedges for solo gigs and why okay here's where i'm gonna go on this i say pa wedge and i'll explain why um now i'm sure scott is gonna push his glasses up and get into the uh actual acoustical engineering of this but i will say this number one if you're I'm, I'm guessing this is asking just about your guitar. Uh, you really should use a PA in this, mostly because it's less to move. You want your loadout to be as simple as possible and your and your you know and everything you're doing. Um, Scott, you told me that because I, I use that head rush, most of these PAs have a built-in kind of preamp thing going on. Is that what you said? Minimally, but yeah. I mean, yeah. You usually have um, like your your most portable PA speakers now will actually have two inputs on them, so you That's can what do mine that. Has. 
Um, the EQ part about it, you know, that's the, that's, that's where you don't necessarily have a ton of features unless you really pay for it. Right. Um, so I use, uh, the Behringer, the X 16, uh, air thing. Um, what it is, is it's pretty much like a, a snake for the most part. It's a digital snake. I plug my guitar into channel one, my vocals into channel two. I use the iPad app. I'm able to EQ. I'm able to set levels. I can save my settings and take them with me. Uh, I can add effects, which I use reverb on my voice. Um, there's a little bit of compression on the voice and it's just, it's so much simpler. I don't, if you're doing a solo gig, you really don't need to mess with effects a lot, which I feel like the acoustic amp, the only reason why you should do that is because of effects. But I, do, I just, I don't under, I don't see a need for it because if you're running vocals, you're going to be using some sort of mixing situation, whether it's like the small, like four channel Behringer, uh, little PA mixing board, whatever. I mean, you've got eq on there um if you want effects just use a pedal it's I, I don't know what effects you would need though you need maybe a little bit of reverb on your guitar just to uh give it a warmer sound maybe i mean i don't think you should use an amp i don't see the need in it so there was a long time i want to say that was more like the 90s and into the early 2000s acoustic amps were much more of a thing um, um yeah i would say that's also before integrated amplifiers were a thing on speakers and also i think it was before i mean technologically that was before you could do something like i do with the x16 which is have a portable board with digital effects yeah. that you can pull up and adjust on the fly i mean yeah i think there's a place for it but if you're doing a solo show you're probably not doing a whole lot guitar wise um, besides just basic rhythm stuff. I mean, if you're looping and adding level layers, I guess, but really if you're doing a song and you can't get your uh, loop started and going in under a minute, you've already lost the audience. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's so a, it's a bad thing. That's one of the things my brother is when he does solo shows, he, he loops most of his songs. And, but he does basic, I mean, he does great stuff. He uses a Ditto X4 and it's really amazing. But that was his thing. He says, if I can't get the loop going in a minute, I've already lost the, the audience. No one wants to hear you trying to build a layer of a song for, you know, two minutes to do a two minute song. Yeah. The payoff's not really there. I mean, if you're going into do looping, I, I do it like later in the song as a build up yeah. kind of thing. You already have momentum. Um, anyway, going, going back to the acoustic amp thing, that was, so I, when I think about that, I think back to like the Fender Acoustasonic series, mm -hmm. which again, that was late nineties, early two thousands kind of era amp. Those would have a microphone impact uh, input on them. So they were designed right. to be a one-stop shop for a coffee house gig. But right. as you were saying, the, the tech has just gotten so much better now and more flexible that something like a Mackie thump or a JBL Eon or, you know, whatever you're using these days where there it's this, uh, class D amp inside a, a 12 inch speaker with a horn. Um, mm -hmm. 
those are more powerful, more capable, more do it all at this point. And the other reality to think about here is if you're playing an acoustic gig and singing, if you're needing to lean on, lean on a ton of effects and different things, your performance is not that good. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing too. I, and if someone decides to go for the acoustic amp, you can tell they're just a guitar player who's only singing to get the gig and, you know, and on probably not to have to pay a singer. I mean, uh, there and, is something to say about like acoustic amps where they're, um, their EQ is tailored for an, a, a guitar and right. it's easier to dial in things like that. But like, if you know what you're doing these days with like a simple system, like what you're doing now, yeah. Diaz, your, your P16 or whatever X16 is much, much more than most people are hauling around. Right. So you do have a leg up there of a lot more flexibility than most people just kind of plug in and play. Um, yeah. Well, I think but, it also goes what level of um, what level of uh, being a performer you're doing. Uh, not saying that if you don't have great stuff, you're a low level performer. But if you're doing this, but Diaz is better so, than you, and you should feel bad. Well, no, no. My my whole thing is is if you're doing this to make money. Um, I mean, look at how much we spend on guitars and crap for church that we don't make money. If you're doing this as as some sort of livelihood, then you need to invest into uh, a good, you know, t- good tools to make your performance better. All right, so and you don't need to spend two grand to get some of the tools that you're after either. I mean, there are. I mean, I'm in. I'm in my uh, acoustic. My like everything besides my guitar setup. Mm-hmm. Um, collectively, like six hundred dollars. Uh, that's, I mean, like I'll list it out. I've got my, uh, so my head rush, how much was that? 300 ish. Okay. I maybe, all right. It's more than 600. I can't remember. I thought it was like 200, but I think that's way lower than it actually is. Um, let's see. Head rush one by 12. I don't know why I said one, two, three. That's not what I, um, okay. So that's 300. So maybe like 700. Um, we got the X16 or the P, whichever model it is. Got that used for like 300 bucks. Got oh, a good deal that's, on it. That's a really good deal. Yeah, fantastic deal on that. Um, so that's 600. I mean, my Sure microphone, I got I use a um, 58. I'm in that, I think, Find like one used around. Yeah. I, I yeah. would say used prices hover around like 60 bucks. Yeah, if you find the right pawn shop, I mean, forty bucks. Yeah, uh, I've got. And you bring like your 20... own for just sanitary reasons, or because you just want some guarantee of consistency? Because most of these places don't have anything. Okay. Um. The the so the restaurant I play at literally the only thing they provide is a stage. Okay. So they, yeah, you're doing everything. Wow. Yeah, I bring my I bring the entire setup. Number one, you're right. Number one, it is very consistent because when I rehearse at home, I it makes it um yeah. granted what what I me playing at restaurants isn't very nerve-wracking because I'm playing for people, I'm kind of in the background. It's not like I'm the prime focus of what's going on. I I play as just entertainment. Um, for while they're there eating, I'm playing songs that 
everyone knows, but if I mess it up, no one's going to know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they don't know all the words to every part of the song. Um, and also, I mean, I'm playing at a restaurant where people are drinking, having a good time. They don't care. You know what I mean? Like it, and, and that's pretty cool. But I mean, the whole thing is, is you, you want to also, I played this show, um, and the guy already had me another date booked out before he even cut me the check for that night. So the thing is too, if you want to keep doing gigs, if you show up, sound professional, act professional, look professional, you're gonna keep getting those gigs. And yeah, I mean, the, the other things... nice thing is you're showing up with the full PA too, so you get to charge for that. Right. Well, I mean, I didn't charge much. You bake I... it into you for you though. Like it lets you charge more than if you were just like the entertainment for a place with a sound guy and yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, I can, and and it really helps. Like if I do set my price and they want to like negotiate, I can use that. Um, I didn't charge this guy a whole lot. Uh, I I only charged him fifty bucks an hour, which isn't which is pretty cheap for entertainment, and um, but but the main reason is I don't have to pay anyone else, and you know it's just the whole thing is I've got another gig set up because I came, I set up fast, I wasn't a distraction. That's another thing. Like a lot of people don't realize whenever you're playing the shows like that or the gigs like that you want to be as little of a distraction as possible if the guy asks you to turn it down just turn it down you know you're not there it's not there to be like the jonathan diaz show it's there to be like hey i'm jonathan diaz welcome to el senor rancho you know let's order a margarita we're gonna sing margaritaville you know have fun mm -hmm. you know be be entertaining but don't be distracting i mean a lot of these people they got they don't expect a musician to be there they don't want to have to have a conversation over you Granted, you want to be loud enough where they can hear you and enjoy it, but you don't want to be obnoxious. And and that's another thing. Whenever it comes to the PA, the PA wedge and everything, like I have mine up on a stand. That way, it's if you're using an amp, you're are you're aiming at people's feet, unless you've got it. And if you've got a tilt back, it's still it's going up, hitting towards the roof. You don't have a good control over your overall sound with that, in my opinion, compared to using a PA wedge on a stand and being able to have it at a lower volume because you're already kind of hitting where their ears are at and you're not having to worry about well it's blaring here it's not blaring there and everything i set it up in the corner of the room i'm in aim it towards where people are sitting and i just control the volume and you just keep your mic out of the way and you're good yeah yeah i mean that's the thing. Make sure you're not going to cause major feedback, anything crazy like that, and you're good. I just I don't think that the acoustic amp. I think in in my setting that I'm playing in right now is not great. Um, if you're like busking, yeah, acoustic amp is probably your best bet. If you're using, uh, I mean, the nice thing there is you might have a battery powered option. Yeah. Um, if you're busking, but also battery powered PA is everything too. So just find the right thing. Yeah, fine. I mean, I, I think it, I think each one has its own merits, yeah. but if for a solo gig, I'd say PA wedge is probably your your best bet, your safest bet, and also your it'll give you the best overall sound. Acoustic amp will make your guitar sound good. I don't think it'll do wonders for your vocals. And if you're doing a solo gig that you're singing, your vocals should be more important than the sound of your guitar, because a crappy guitar, they're not listening to the guitar tone. They're just not. 
and you don't want it to be just bad enough that it's distracting but they're listening i'd rather have a good nice reverb and some compression on my vocals and have a dry guitar sound yeah and you're not really getting that from an amp from right. a acoustic amp uh final point you can use a pa wedge for a lot of other things too so so if you yeah. got a helix you've got whatever you want to do um there's tons of different options that you i can mean use i use i've run my entire board through my tech 21 liverpool through that and it sounds great yeah so yeah there's that all right who's on first that's the question do you know who's on first? I was on first for like 40 minutes while I was waiting for you. I don't get that. What do you mean on first? Never mind. Are we making <laughs> out? <laughs> did, did you get the first base and not tell me? Um, I, Yeah, I overslept. <laughs> get a text message. Sorry, you coming to record or what? Um, yeah. All right. So is there anything else? Was that all of the topics? I think so. All right. Um, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, thank you to Stringjoy for supporting this episode. Check them out, stringjoy.com. Sound better, play better. Order some strings. Tell them you heard about them on the effects loop. It lets them know that they're doing good things. Let lets us know that we're doing something right. Also, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the effects loop. You can go on there and give us money. You can join the few people uh this is a word of advice if you want to join our chat group um the chat room uh you do have to give five dollars or more i had someone message me and it's like hey why am i not in the chat and i was like how much do you give and they're like a dollar i was like that's why yeah you gotta, gotta pay, you gotta pay for that kind of level of access that's right listen 24 hours a day you can send us a message and we won't respond um <laughs> i've been pretty responsive to stuff in that yeah, every once in a while I turn down and it's like you have forty-seven missed messages. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have is, those days. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? And it's usually nothing that pertains to guitar. It's randomness. Um, yeah, and uh so you can go on there, uh, support us that way. That's fantastic. Uh go to facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. You can join in on the conversations in there. You can also find us on Instagram at the effects loop. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can also just find us on Facebook, like our Facebook page. It's loads of fun. Uh, is there any? Oh, email at us. Email us at theeffectsloop@gmail.com. You can just send us. Just say hi. We're lonely sometimes. Nice to talk to someone about our feelings. Fantastic. All right, guys. We have a great week. We will see you next time. Wash your hands. Wash everything. Uh, <laughs>
you have reverb on your, like, your monitor? Okay. No, I was just kidding. Because you said delay. I got reverb. Chris can be too scared over here. Chris can be too scared over I feel like that's not an insult, but you can say it like it's an insult. Kind of like maybe like you can say someone's personality is like, like your personality. Like you're such too scared. Like it is kind of like. I feel like we should just start a whole set of insults. I, I believe like I would be a failure. It's like kind of funky. It's great. Everyone's a little bit too much of a Welcome to the effects loop on Diaz. Next cut. I like the spring. <laughs> hey, do you want to move over here? Where's the nearest school? <laughs> oh uh, I just watched the effects loop. Oh my gosh. So I just watched the cover of Easy Having with the uh, sex offender guy. I'm going to start the episode now. So I'm 